There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. And this one features a conversation with my good friends Andy Johnson and Ben Butler, who I used to work with at the London School of English. And uh, in this episode, you're going to hear us talking about lots of different things, including a few funny old anecdotes, some descriptions of the unusual location in which we were recording this, and then some discussion about English teaching methods. So Andy and Ben both work at the London School of English, uh, which is known as the world's oldest accredited language school. They've been teaching English as a foreign language to adults there for over 100 years. Uh, I mean, the school itself, not Andy and Ben, because um, obviously that would be that would be impressive if they'd been teaching there for over 100 years, um, sort of immortal English teachers. No, that would be in a, that would be a story. No, Andy and Ben have been there for, I don't know, probably about 10, 10 years or more. But the school itself has been teaching English to adults for over 100 years. And um, it's generally known for the high standards of its training courses. And in my experience... It was a really good place to work as a teacher because I used to work there too. In fact, I was there for over six years and it's where I had some of my best and most formative English teaching experiences. Um, I've worked at lots of English schools all over the place, some of them good and some of them not so good. And uh, London School of English is definitely one of the good ones. Um, I learned a great deal about English teaching from my time there, from my colleagues and just from time spent in classrooms teaching various courses there. Um, Andy, Ben and I all joined London School of English as teachers at around the same time and we regularly worked together on projects, sharing classes, developing courses, writing material and just hanging out in the pub a lot as well after work. Um, in fact, I imagine that some of you listening to this might have studied at the London School of English too, perhaps with me or maybe with Ben or Andy. So if you are a London School of English student, current student or former student, then hello. Um, Andy and Ben were both very helpful in the early days when I started doing this podcast back in 2009, just by generally sort of giving me advice and some ideas. And they've they both appeared on the podcast as well um, in the first sort of few months. Um, I left London School of English in 2012 when I moved to France. So these days I don't get to see Andy and Ben as much as I would like to. So I was very glad to see them and have them on the podcast again, as you will hear in this episode. Um, in the last few years, Andy and Ben have both been promoted to senior positions at the school, Ben is now the academic manager at their centre in Hammersmith, uh, which is in fact just a couple of minutes walk from where I used to live in London. And um, my flat was so close to the school that I could actually see my own front door from inside one of the classrooms when I was teaching. So I could actually look through the window while I was teaching and actually see my front door. Um, that's how close it was. In fact, I can actually stand inside my own flat and look through the little peephole in the door. You know, the little kind of spy hole you get in the door, you know, if, you know, the door to your apartment or hotel room type thing. You know, those little spy holes. I could stand in my hallway and look through the peephole and actually see the school from inside my own flat. Um, now, you might think that's a little bit too close. That's living a little bit too close to your workplace. But it did have its, its advantages. It certainly cut down my commute to work in the mornings. Um, in fact, I would sometimes even take my breakfast to work with me in the morning if I was running a bit late. I'd literally walk to school with my bowl of cornflakes and finish it in the teacher's room to save time. Um, I felt like I practically lived in the school sometimes, um, but uh, it was it was great. It was a really good time. Um, but uh, so yeah, Ben is now in charge of the academic programme 
uh, at that centre near Hammersmith. And Andy is now in charge of London School Online, and that's their web platform because you don't actually need to go to London to study at London School of English. You can actually just take one of their online courses. And in fact, if you're looking for a good quality and reliable online course in general English or, or in business English, then you might consider a course at the London School of English online. Uh, and as a matter of fact, since recording this episode, Andy and I have managed to work out a little deal that you might be interested in. Um, and uh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what's the deal, Luke? Well, uh, the deal is that Andy is offering you a 10% discount on all their online courses. So for a limited time, you can get a 10% discount on all online courses at London School of English Online. Um, now, that's not the reason that Andy and Ben are on the podcast today. I didn't invite them on just so we could do some sort of promotion type thing. We actually worked that out. We worked out this offer after doing the recording. And I'm just telling you about it now before the episode starts properly, because I think that you might genuinely want to check that out. Um, they have fully developed and in-depth courses for general English, business English, legal English, uh, IELTS and TOEIC exam preparation and more. So these are, are carefully prepared online courses from a really good school. And if you or someone you know is looking for an online course in English, then this might be for you. And that discount is available for you because you know about this podcast. Uh, so all you need to do is go to londonschoolonline.com and use the offer code LUKE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount. And that works on all their courses, okay, all their online courses. So londonschoolonline.com and use the offer code LUKE10, okay? Right, so that's just a, a, a sort of small promotion that I'm letting you know about. You might be interested in it. But that's not the main purpose of this episode. The main purpose is to uh, give you a chance to spend a bit of time in the company of Andy, Ben and me as we talk about all sorts of things. So now let's start the episode properly. And here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Right then, so the conversation that you're going to hear in this episode was recorded in Paris just a few weeks ago when Andy and Ben were in town in order to take part in the annual TESOL France Colloquium. What's the TESOL France Colloquium? Well, it's basically a big teaching conference, okay? It happens every year and uh, it's just a chance for people who work in English teaching in France to get together. Um, and, for example, English teachers give presentations and talks about different aspects of what we do. Um, the publishing companies like Oxford University Press or Cambridge University Press come and present their uh, new course book materials and things like that. And generally, it's just a chance for uh, people who work in English teaching to get together to do some networking uh, and to share some ideas about English teaching and uh, it's the kind of place, it's the kind of event that you go to, you, you kind of see various presentations, you talk to other professionals, and you get lots of ideas and inspiration about uh, uh, the teaching that you do in your classrooms, and also about generally, you know, your career as an English teacher. Um, Andy and Ben were both doing talks at the presentation. They were there uh, sort of representing the London School of English. Uh, I was there too, not on behalf of any any particular school. I was just there sort of representing myself and Luke's English podcast. Um, I didn't do a talk, even though Andy's always trying to persuade me to do uh, talks at these kinds of events, but uh, I didn't do one this time. But Andy and Ben both did. And um, so that's why they were in town. And I, um, you know, it was really great to hang out with them at the conference and to attend the different talks and stuff like that. And then on the Friday, so at the end of the first day, after we'd gone out for dinner, uh, we hung out in the uh, hotel lounge uh, at the hotel where they were staying. And uh, we recorded this conversation. Okay. So um, 
you know, what you're going to hear in this one is um, lots of different stuff, you know, just the usual kind of podcast fun. Um, we talk about the slightly unconventional design of the hotel lounge where we were sitting. Uh, we kind of remember some of the moments when Andy and Ben were on the podcast before. We tell a few uh, old anecdotes and funny stories and things. Uh, we talk about um, Ben's <clears throat> we talk about Ben's talk that he did at the conference. We go into some detail about that. Uh, and then we go on to talk about Andy's uh, presentation topic as well and talk about that. And then later on, we um, what else do we do? We start, we shared a few stories of being English teachers, the kinds of funny experiences that you have as an English teacher uh, in, in a classroom with people from different countries all over the world trying to, trying to communicate with each other in, uh, in English. Um, and anyway, we, we, we do a, you know, a bit of storytelling and share a few anecdotes and stuff like that. Uh, so you can now imagine that you're in the hotel lounge with us on a Friday night at the end of the day after the conference had been, uh, had been done and all that stuff. And so we're sitting there enjoying each other's company and uh, recording this conversation for your listening pleasure. And that's it for the introduction. So let's get started. Hello, guys. How are you doing this evening? Not too bad. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Very well. That's Ben, who spoke first. Hi. Hello, Ben. He's sitting opposite me and to the right. Yeah, where, then... where are we? Where are we? That's a good question. I was going to ask that. Where oh. are... Andy, where are we? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, we're in Paris. We are in a hotel lobby. It's mm-hmm. very, very quiet. And we're sitting on um, very stylized furniture, very ergonomically, kind of futuristic furniture. How would you describe the foyer of this hotel? Like, if you've ever seen that program, Battlestar Galactica, which was filmed in the 70s and it was designed to look like the future, it's a bit like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you agree? I agree, yeah. It's, it's quite quiet at the moment. I it's, think, you know, yeah. we're, we're making the noise. We're the noisiest people here. We are. We're in fact, we're the only people here. That's yeah. right. That's it, why we're the noisiest. It's perfect <laughs> podcasting conditions, I'd say. Yeah, the conditions are perfect. Yeah, we're in a futuristic hotel lounge. It's that. It's the hotel lounge from the from the future, but now in the present. I don't know how they did that. They managed to look into the future, and like the clearly the marketing or the design meeting was like, right, let's imagine the hotel from the future. What's that? What will that be like? It'll be like. Hotels now, but slightly more angular. But I think they had that meeting maybe 20 years ago, because now it's looking a little bit odd. It's it looking a little a bit, bit dated. It does look a bit odd, yeah. Can you actually give us a description? So, obviously, my listeners have already got this idea that it's futuristic and stuff, but specific descriptions? Well, they've got these, these, these purple chairs, which are um, very angular. They're kind of made up of all these different shapes, like triangles and rectangles, and they, they kind of you know, look like they've been made out of Lego, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then alongside those, there's these sort of chrome, sort of almost like drop-shape... Um, tables which don't have any legs and little coffee table objects they look a bit like them they're liquid you know you know you know in terminator 2 yes exactly that's it this is what this is what happened to him (laughs) (laughs) if the terminator decided to shapeshift into a coffee table that was a bit weird weirdly shaped that's That's right that's what we're looking at that's right. So we've, there's three of these, and then there's a few sofas and comfortable chairs and tables and a plant. And there's a couple of white pillars and one of the smallest bars I've ever seen. A tiny Here's bar. a tiny bar. With, yeah. uh, with no one tending the bar as well. They've got tiny beers in that bar, but they've got huge prices. How much was it for this beer, which is, I mean, it's about three mouthfuls of beer and it's done. Yeah, I've never seen a bottle of beer this small before, um, and I think it was five euros. Unbelievable, isn't it? God. Well, Brexit. Eh? Well, Brexit. Oh, well, that's what happens. Just another know. symptom of the Brexit uh, syndrome. It's nothing to do with Brexit, is it? Anyway, it's just uh, hotel lobbies, hotel prices. We're playing hotel H- prices. Hotel prices. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, listeners. Yes, here we are uh, in a hotel foyer. I'm joined by uh, my friends and former colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Butler and Andy Johnson. Um, now, you've both been on this podcast before. Yeah, we are of this parish. I think I was on a long time ago when we were working together and I admitted to committing a crime, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were in You didn't ep- commit a crime, did you, Andy? 
I, I, well, you've got to go back to podcasts. I'm sure you'll insert here which number it was. I, don't, I it honestly was... don't remember. I, I remember the name of the, the podcast. Yeah. I don't remember the number. It was uh, called Luke and Andy's Crime... No, it was Luke and Andy's Petty Crime... Petty anic- Crimes, yeah. Petty, petty Crime yeah. Anecdotes. Luke wow. and Andy's Petty Crime Anecdotes. I've changed my opinion of you guys. <laughs> it, was, um, it was a long time ago. And, you know, you, you, know, you do things when you're young and you, you don't, you don't, you, you, sometimes you regret those things. But I think it made a good story. In that, in that episode, we talked about little stories uh, that we had about sort of petty crimes that we'd been involved in. That's right. I'm just shocked here. I, I can't believe this. Do you know what the crimes were no because you don't be too shocked because they weren't that serious okay um, andy's crime was the sort of thing that comes straight out of a, a 1950s ealing comedy yeah, basically okay. he threw a snowball at a policeman and it hit the oh policeman's hat and the hat fell on the ground and andy spent the night in jail well, if i can just come in there you you're snowballed on a policeman. <laughs> it wasn't me it was my friend oh, threw yeah. the snowball but we both ran away. We fled, and it was it was a very snowy night, so we were slipping all over the place. And they gave chase in a police car. <laughs> you got <laughs> chased as well. The slowest chase ever, <laughs> and we were laughing so much. But I, I, it wasn't me that threw the snowball. At least not at the policeman's head. We that's, were throwing snowballs at the police station. That's before. what you said to the officer. It wasn't me, officer. It wasn't me. Uh, it was um, well, you know, somebody it, did it. It was. <laughs> So we we were both taken in. I think love. we I think we were both put into the cells just to sober up more than anything else. But I understand that your you got the preferential treatment because your friend That's was right. Well, my friend was indignant. He's like, "How dare you arrest us?" And they they chucked him in. I think I can't remember what it was now. After I think they said, All "Right, put him in cell four. And, uh, and the, thought, the other office was like, are you sure? Cell four? Yeah. I thought, I didn't know what was going on, but I thought that doesn't sound good. And the next morning when I woke up, they brought me a cup of tea and I had a nice like bacon and eggs, a full cooked breakfast. Police breakfast. Thought, yeah, it was, I thought this is all right. You know, I was nice and warm. I had a good sleep. I was a bit sheepish, obviously. I was a bit embarrassed about what had happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were released with no charge. And um, my friend's like, I can't believe I was in... How, that, those cells were freezing and I got no breakfast. And I was like, well, I did. Just shows it. So paid. he was... He was cell four. He was cell four. He was taught a lesson that you'll never forget, I think. Yeah, it just pays to, to comply with the police if they ever drag you into the police station. Yeah, I, I think, you know, my, my advice, if you ever get arrested, is just be incredibly polite and, and apologetic from the very beginning. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. We're just having too much fun. We're just but it's somebody, hijinks, somebody hijinks. threw that snowball, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. There's a thing. There's a somebody thing. I think if you it. if you if you do something to a policeman's hat, that is quite a grave. Can you not pee in a policeman's hat if you, wait, if you wait, get wait, caught wait, short? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And you're saying that the policeman's hat is like sacrosanct. It's it, the policeman's hat is like the if you you can sort of uh, throw a, if you threw a snowball at a policeman and it hit him on the shoulder, that's, that's fine. okay. That's fine. That's, that's fine. Okay. He'll, he'll laugh it off. He'll be like, "Oh, you kids, you crazy kids!" <laughs> snowball on the shoulder, you kids. But if it hits the hat, the hat somehow is the most important part yeah, of a policeman. This, this is at a time when they used to wear those those tall hats. They've changed them now, but they, they the, the policeman in the UK used to have these sort of very old-fashioned helmets, if you like. And there was something about a blow to the head that was considered more serious than a, a, right. a snowball to the, to to the, the shoulder to or, the groin. or to the groin region, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was a very odd night, and it, it, I, it's not something I'm particularly <laughs> proud of. Don't worry, Andy, it's right. We're not judging you, okay? We're not judging you. It's a funny story. Honestly, I thought this had gone away. It's only when it's I see just a you funny story. start talking about this again. The press are going to have a field day with I this one. I lose my job over this. No, it's just a funny story. So that's when Andy was on the, okay, on the podcast. Yeah. It was so, in so the, what about you? Me? When have I been oh, on, no, the you're on the podcast? podcast but what was your crime? My crime? Uh, I had several, right? The, one, the main one was, do you remember? Do you remember my crime? It was, you, you didn't you, you, something to do with skateboarding. I think skateboarding, was them, I was yeah. caught skateboarding. So the crime that, basically, I was with a bunch of older kids, so I didn't know what okay. I was doing. I, they'd, I'd been led astray. I'd fallen in with a bad crowd. Oh, God. And yeah, I, I was with my brother and some of his friends, and we were all skateboarding because it was like the early 90s and it was cool. So we were skateboarding in this shopping area in Birmingham. And uh, we didn't realise that there was like a weird bylaw that meant that you couldn't skateboard. You know, the sort a of... bylaw against skateboarding? A bylaw against skateboarding. That's shocking. Isn't it? It's one of those laws that they introduce, which is 
ambiguously written, but yeah. obviously targeting you young people. Young people and young people having fun and skateboards. Yeah, and the law apparently was that you can't ride a four-wheeled vehicle um, in uh, this shopping centre. And we were all like, what about a shopping trolley? That's a four-wheeled vehicle. I demand an appeal. Hang on, hang on. The shopping trolley is a vehicle. Well, isn't it? If, is it a vehicle? What is it then if it's not a vehicle? It's a vessel. It's a vessel. It's a Really? I think we're splitting hairs. Yeah, maybe we are. I'm feeling yeah. slightly aggrieved that I got arrested for a snowball, whereas you were, f- were flagrantly flouting a bylaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You think I should have been locked up? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe. Should put you in cell four. The, the, the story goes like this. So we were innocently skateboarding, officer. We were inno- innocently skateboarding in the shopping centre. Next thing you know, the police completely overreacted. Someone, obviously, one of the residents had called the police. An angry resident had aggressively called the police. And next thing, a bloody uh, riot van, like one of these armoured vans, pulled yeah. up outside the shopping centre, full of police, and they all came marching out. And we all scattered, like... Cops, leg it. Run, it's the pigs. It's the pigs. Run for it. Five zero. <laughs> so we all scattered, and I was, you know, younger than the other. I was innocent, you know. I didn't even so, realise so you were the one who got caught. And what did you say when? You know, yeah, I was. Did you, did you did you escape on your skateboard? No, I escaped on foot because I thought because uh, I wasn't confident enough on the skateboard. If I'd been like Marty McFly from Back to the Future, it would have been a dramatic chase sequence. But I just started sort of walking away, like oh, uh, I don't know, I'm just an innocent child. How, how old were you? Uh, I was 24. Uh, <laughs> hey, just, that's just just joke. A couple of weeks ago. Um, no, I must have been about I don't know 12, I think probably, mm-hmm. and uh, I was walking away all sort of sheepish and. Uh, uh, just, I'm just walking away, walking up a staircase, and next thing you know, a cop put his hand on my shoulder, Ooh. and he was like, where are you going, little boy, little Johnny? I'm like, my name's not Johnny, why are you saying that? Oh, it's just a cliche. Um, where are you going? And, um, he, and I started crying. Did you? Immediately yeah. burst oh. into tears. It was pathetic. Did you, did you end up in um, cell four, or...? No, they didn't put me in jail. But as soon as he laid his hand on my shoulder, I burst into tears. That was it. That was enough. And he was like, oh, oh, okay, you can go, little boy. I don't mind. Sorry. And the police officer took mercy on me. If only I'd done that. I should have cried. You should have started crying. Yeah. That's much more effective than being polite, even. But I'll be honest, it was a good breakfast. Was it? Well, I didn't get a breakfast. So they let me go. But then I was lost in Birmingham on my own without my brother and his older friends. And I was just like, oh, where am I? What's going on? And where had your brother gone? He'd been taken away by the cops. Oh, they, they actually took him in. They'd got, they'd got him and uh, all of his mates, and they'd lined them all up against a wall. A police lineup. Yeah, they'd lined them all up wow. against the wall, right? And so I then walked around the corner. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I might as well go back and join them all. So I walked into this situation where all the skateboarders were lined up against the wall. <laughs> the skateboards <laughs> had been like all piled up in the corner and the, they'd all lined these criminals up against the wall. And the, there was one police officer sort of walking up and down, giving like, them all a lecture. Patrolling the line. Like, it's like, oh, what do you think you're doing with these bloody skateboards? I've had enough with them. You know, all this kind of thing. And they're all standing there, all white-faced, you know, all the blood had run out of their faces. And I, I wandered over. It's like, what are you, this game? Who are you? And I was like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a podcaster. I'm just a podcaster. Do, do you mind if I put my radio on? I'm just doing this. It's just for the story. I just, I didn't know what to do. And, um, and it was like, get against that wall. Go on up. You go with your stupid I skateboarding you friends. Yeah, and I got thrown in with the other criminals, and we stood there against the wall, and we had to endure this angry sort of barrage of, uh, you know, police comments. And he was like, we're going to call your parents. So we, they got all of our phone numbers, uh, our parents' phone numbers, and later on, and we all, you know, we were like, right, well, okay, bye then, Johnny, bye, uh, Dave, see you, we're, we're going home now. And it was like the end of the skateboarding session. We all left all serious, and we got on the train. It was like a silent train journey home, mm-hmm. scared, you know, what are our parents going to say? We got in. And we admitted it to the parents immediately. It was like, oh, we've got something to say. We've been, st- we got stopped by the police. We've been done. Yeah, we've been done by the coppers. And uh, I'm like, oh, really? And then the police naturally phoned my parents. And my dad got all angry with the police. Oh, good <laughs> on like, him. How dare you? How dare you treat, children? How dare you treat children <laughs> yeah, in this way? Right. They're only skateboarding. 
Haven't you got more important crimes to be solving? Um, so that's that story. Yeah. And did you ever skate again, or was that it? Was never, that tu- never touched a skateboard ever again. I just every time I see one now, I, the, all the emotions come back, and so I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I shed a tear. And it's difficult, isn't it? Really, you know. And trauma, trauma, and it's difficult. And, and you're a bit old for it. Now, <laughs> and I'm a bit really. old for it. I'm just not interested. Yeah. It's, maybe that's it. It's not but the trauma. Just, yeah. You know. It's, it's just quite hard. And yeah. I can't be bothered. That one up. Just yeah. stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's when Andy was on the podcast. We talked about crime stories and we've just mm. done it again. Listeners, okay. you don't need to listen to that episode now. That was a long time ago, so we've, we've recapped that one. We've recapped yeah. on that. So, And Ben, you were on the podcast. You were on one I of the... I was er- on really early one. I know, I don't know what number it is, but it's number- I know it's before number 10. Single digits. Single digits. Yeah. I think you're in like number eight or number nine. Eight or nine, yeah. You're it's one of the early, early. early pioneers of yeah. this podcast. And yeah. we were talking about travelling in India. I yes, believe. yes, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. just um, some of the craziness that we experienced in in India, which is a really cool country. It is, isn't it? Yeah, we had good times. Yeah, that's right. I remember that we were sitting on after school one it day. It was after school, and we were in your flat, on a very high up, um, on a very high floor. Mm-hmm. And it was quite sunny. Yeah. That's right. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. When would that have been? That would have been 2009, I think. Oh, wow. Really? Probably like sort of summer, autumn 2009. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe even earlier than that, sort of spring 2009. Yeah, I think I it think. might have been spring. It, fe- it felt like spring. It was that sort of sunny, that spring sun. It was I, a good I, time, wasn't it, Ben? It was, it was. Good time. reminiscing here. Yeah, and, and so here we are, for what, seven and a half years later? Yeah, mm. in the foyer. In the foyer of a hotel in Paris. Yeah. Who would have thought? So why, I should probably ask you for the benefit of my listeners obviously i know why you're here but they don't uh but i'm going to ask you why what are you doing here <laughs> why are we sitting in this hotel foyer here? we came to see you luke yeah is that the is that it that's it yeah <laughs> that's nice no no um we actually came here um to a teaching conference um a conference called tesol france mm-hmm. which is running over this weekend Right. So there's a conference happening in Paris. Um, listeners, sorry, you've missed it. By the time you listen to this, it's done. But I don't think you, you're all rushing to come to... You weren't rushing to come here. Many of my listeners come from uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, so there's a teaching conference happening here in Paris, mm. right? It's called the Tessol Symposium. The Tessol France Colloquium. Colloquium. Which is not a word I was familiar with until this event. I'm still not sure what it means. I think it's just chat. Big meeting. Conference. Conference. We we say conference, don't we? I mean, I've heard some people call it a symposium. A symposium, yeah. So it's like a sharing of views and so on. Lots of big fancy words. Basically, it's a teaching conference for English language teachers like uh, like me, like you, Andy, and like Ben, because we're yeah. all English teachers. We're all TEFL teachers, right? Yeah. And so there are various kind of conferences for our mm. industry that happen. There's uh, this one and there are several others, like the IATEFL conference. And you two are here in Paris not just to see me and uh, spend time in this lovely futuristic hotel foyer, mm. but also uh, because you're doing talks. You're actually doing, uh, you're speaking at the conference. We are, yep. In fact, as we record this, it's Friday night, quite late now, and I've already done my talk, which is fantastic. Yeah, you did yours this afternoon. So it started this afternoon, there was a a big opening talk, and then I think there was one round of talks this afternoon, and and I I was scheduled to speak today. Yep. Which went quite well, and the best thing about that is I can now relax for the rest of the weekend. It's very good. Whereas Ben, he's talking tomorrow. I'm talking tomorrow at 3.15, I think, local time here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about um, teaching English for specific purposes. Right. So for business purposes or maybe legal, medical, etc. Um, okay. Hopefully some people will come. Um, who knows? Let's see what happens. Well, you're in the big room tomorrow. I'm in the yeah. biggest room and it's so big that I, I don't think I'm going to get it. 400 people it fits like 5 million people but I think Mm. you know if I get 5 I'll be quite happy but I'm going to have to squash them into the corner of the room yeah just so 
I'm not staring at empty seats, I think. Because when you get a large room and you don't have enough people to fill it, what happens is that what they all do is they spread out, don't they? Because yeah, people yeah. want to sit with lots of space around them. No one sits next to each other. No one sits yeah. next to each other. So if you're doing a presentation, what you need is all the audience to be squeezed into the same yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. But it's that thing, isn't it? Like if you get into a lift and there's one other person in the lift, you, you stand as far away from that person as you can. You know, just squeeze against the wall. Yeah, get, it, don't touch me. You're not going to go and stand right next to them. And I think it's the same thing when, when when we have these talks you go into a, you go into an empty room and there's one person at the front so you sit at the back right it's like yeah. I don't want to be, why is it that we why are we so uh, like uh, what's wrong with us why don't we want to have contact with other humans like we enter a room in, on like a train like you would never go and sit next to the other human on the train oh no way no, you'd be no. like you'd, you'd move I'm, I'm from London you don't go if you I mean okay it's busy but if you can avoid people you do you don't yeah. acknowledge another human presence no, no way that's just a nightmare no okay well anyway I hope that you get lots of people in the room and that they all sit together um, well I'm going to try and well, in fact I'm going to order them to, to sit on when be one row of, of chairs are you going to do that are you, are I you gonna, think I'm going to have to you're going to say you sit there you sit yeah, there you sit yeah. there because as an English teacher, you're used to telling people to, what to telling do. Telling people to move around when they don't mm. want to stand up and change partner. <laughs> right. Okay. Telling people to move around when they really don't want to move. <laughs> that, in, that in a simple nutshell is teaching. <laughs> Just telling people to do things they don't want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though they've paid you to tell you, them to <laughs> do it. pushing them to do it. Yeah. Right. Mm. Okay. So what we have here on Luke's English Podcast, everyone, is we've got... Obviously, you know me and my years of experience of teaching English and all that. Um, but uh, we have here uh, Andy Johnson and Ben Butler, who are both uh, very experienced and well-qualified teachers, so much so that they are uh, speaking uh, to other professionals at mm. this conference. And I'd like to ask you what you're talking about, and then I'd like to ask you about your teaching experiences. There's so much that you can say to my listeners that they're going to enjoy listening to and, and will find useful. But let's start with your talks. So, Ben, you're talking about uh, teaching English for specific purposes. That's right, yeah. Okay, and you talked about business and medical and engineering and legal English and stuff like that. How do you teach uh, Well, my, b- my background really is I studied um, social science at Manchester University um, a long time ago now. Um, and it's quite a... A little bit of a wishy-washy subject, could you, we say. It was, doesn't mean? really specialise in, in one specific area. Mm-hmm. But I covered areas of law, philosophy, sociology, economics, a bit of politics, wrap it all up, and that was my degree. Um, that didn't really qualify me to teach. I obviously did qualifications later um, to learn how to teach. But um, actually, in a lot of the work I do now, or have done, it's helped me a lot because I'm, I am able to talk a little bit about law or politics or business or economics. Mm-hmm. And really, my talk is about if you're a good teacher, you can teach these subjects without having a real detailed knowledge of, of those subjects. So, for example, if you're teaching legal English, you don't have to be a lawyer. You just have to be a good teacher. Exactly. And that's, that's my principle. If, you, if you've got the fundamental teaching teaching uh, practices and you're good at what you do you can you can teach people law without fully knowing completely about law now you both both work at the same school the school that i used to work at yeah which is right. called uh, the london school of english the london school of english which is uh, this fairly well-known school yeah it's um, well, well known in the uk definitely yeah, yeah. Um, good times that i had there at the london school of english it was a good time wasn't it yeah it, was. it still is i imagine for you too I don't work there anymore. It's pro- I don't know if it's got better since I left. Much better. Really? <laughs> um, but uh, at the London School of English, uh, there are various courses in English for specific purposes, like you do these legal English courses and courses for engineers and, and all sorts of other things. And so the point is that you're teaching legal English. You're not teaching law. I'm not teaching law because I, I'm not a law teacher. I, I, my job is teaching English, and that's what I'm good at, and that's what I do. Okay. And I can facilitate communication right. th- yeah, through, I, through a legal context. I, think in ben, I can't teach law. Sorry, Andy. In Ben's talk, he, he kind of gives this analogy of, of English teaching being like a tree. And all your basics are, 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 is the trunk and the branches, but the ESP, the specialist bit, like the law and medicine and anything else that we do are like the leaves. So it's not 
the fundamental part of it. The fundamental part of it is is the ba- is is you know your teaching right. skill and your teaching expertise. Right. There are yeah. core skills that the teach the English teacher has, and then you know the the different types of English that you're doing are easily transferable onto that core set of teaching skills across those areas. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think are some of the more important skills then off the top of your head? Well, you know, if you think about it. People who need to learn English for something specific, there's often only a very, very limited range of functions that they mm. need to perform. Mm-hmm. If you think about your working life, what do you do or how do you communicate at work? You're you're very often asking people things, or telling people things. Yeah, you might occasionally be negotiating. Right, and within those sort of three areas you're looking at different functions that people are doing. So if I'm telling you something, I might be telling you some bad news, for example. Mm-hmm. For example? How, how, how would I give... Okay, so, so the bad news is that um, the your, dog. your deadline has been brought forward by two weeks. My deadline's been brought forward by two weeks? Yeah. Really? So, you know, you, you, you've got to meet that deadline and you need to work a bit harder. How much? And I might have to gently, gently tell you that. How so, much time do I have left on the project? Um, you've got about... 10 minutes I've got 10 minutes (laughs) so okay so what are you I did have 2 weeks and 10 minutes and now I just have 10 minutes how would you say you're you're working on a year project a year long project and maybe Mm -hmm. you know for some reason the deadline's been brought forward things have changed and maybe I gently need to tell you that that's the situation so I'm I'm conveying language to you of how to do that in maybe a a soft way there's there's two ways to give that message Mm -hmm. there's like look let me break it to you. Bad news. Really bad news. The deadline's been brought forward by two weeks. I'd suggest you panic now. Yeah. There's that version, and then there's the soft approach, which would be like what? What kind of thing do you think? Well, you know, Luke, I'm afraid, you know, we've got this situation that's come up, and <laughs> I, need to, I need to tell you that we're going to have to bring your deadline forward a little bit. How just you, a little bit? How, how, well, just just a short time. How how do you feel about that? Oh well, if it's just a short time, I feel all right with it. But okay. then I think the, the the point in Ben's talk is that then you you take that language and you apply it to a different context. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you're a doctor and you need to give bad news in English, you wouldn't go right. Okay, well, <laughs> this has happened. What are you going to do about it? You know, you wouldn't take your approach, but you can use the same language. Like, I'm afraid that, you know, the, the results are back and, you know, this isn't very good and we need to talk about this and how do you feel about it? So mm. you essentially use the same framing language no matter what the context is. Okay. Is that right, Ben? That's right, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. no matter what the context, we still are basically kind of hedging our messages or framing mm. them. Mm. Structuring them in a certain way. There's like direct ways of saying things and indirect ways of saying things and it's sort of to an extent, doesn't matter what discipline you're in, you're still going to yeah. make those messages different in each case. All yeah. right. It's very yeah. interesting. Okay. All right, then. Very good. I'm, I'm going to miss your talk. I know, yeah. It's, I just can't believe it. Uh, you know, I've come over here to talk to Paris. and To you. You've got something else to do. It's just, what? <laughs> well, sorry, Ben, I'm afraid. Um, I've just got a little bit of... Uh, can I just have a quick word with you? It's just, um, I know you've been working for many, many years on this talk and uh, it means a great deal to you and that's great. I respect that and I think that's fantastic. Um, just, just one thing I wanted to say. I might not be able to uh, make it to the, the talk, but... Uh, so you're not coming to my really talk. Good. Did you that's see really, what I did? Yeah, he's, nice. he's got the that's message, nice. hasn't he? Nice. He's got the message. See what I did? There's that's that. That's slick. the soft approach. Then there's like the hard approach. It's like, Ben, I'm not coming. The Michael Caine approach. Ben, I'm not coming to your talk. Because I think it's going to be boring, boring, <laughs> <laughs> and you you would be devastated, yeah, wouldn't you? Then, you know, that's really upset me. <laughs> okay, that's a little, in a nutshell. That's your. That's, that's your in talk. a nutshell. Yeah, I'm talking for an hour, so it goes an on hour? a bit longer. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you got like a power. Well, actually, I'm hoping it'll be an hour. You know, I've I've only ever done it. I've done this talk before, actually, but um, I've only ever done it in a, in a shorter time slot. So. I'm hoping there'll be questions. <laughs> Let's hope there are questions. Okay, you need to give Andy all your questions. Andy's gonna, I'm going to load Andy with questions. He's going to have yeah. a lot I'll of questions. I'll come prepared, don't worry. <laughs> okay, last time you did it, it took how long? It, uh, I did it in 30 minutes, I think, last time I did it. <laughs> That's a lot of questions. Wait, you did it in 30 minutes and now you've got an hour? Yeah, but it's okay. I've, I've, I've made a few uh, contingency plans to um, extend it. 
Ben, can I just have a quick word with you? Um, I know that last time you did this talk in 30 minutes, it was fantastic. Well done. Brilliant job. Just one thing I needed to tell you that uh, we may have to extend the talking exactly. time a little exactly, bit. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to do it the same presentation in twice the time. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you've said it so nicely. <laughs> that's yeah. essentially what happened, though. I think originally when we were asked to do this you were only meant to be doing half an hour or 45 minutes yeah. and then it changed to an hour no, originally I, I, when I submitted before you do a talk at these conferences you submit a proposal and I did it I think was it was it May Andy we submitted mm, the proposal a long time ago and I submitted for a 30 or 45 minute time slot yeah and I was sent back saying I'd been confirmed at 45 minutes it was like fine and then I was sent the program and it was suddenly an hour and there was no, there was no communication there. It was like, what? <laughs> it was just an, an email hour. saying it's an hour. An hour. Just uh, tell you what, Ben. Just do the same thing. Just do it twice. Just repeat it. Just do it twice. That's the, obviously the solution. Or do the same talk, but just speak at half <laughs> the speed you normally just would. Do it quite slowly, and hope no one falls asleep. Well, you can, you know, you just do the half an hour talk, but you just, um, obviously the laughter will fill the, the gaps. <laughs> the laughter of the four people in the, the right. massive room that I'm in. Give them time to write, because they'll be writing everything. I might down. ask them to write notes. That's, I think that's a good plan. Do like a dictation, in fact. Use the English teacher's <laughs> technique of just like taking half an hour's worth of content and stretching it out forever. for 30 hours. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to tell you about English teaching for specific purposes. I want you to then tell your partner what you so heard. Tell your partner and then feed back to the, to the partner's partner. And then meet and then another partner and tell them what that partner yeah, said and, and then the keep going until you've forgotten the language that you're learning. Yeah, hopefully you've got it correct. Find someone else and tell them what you've heard and then come back. And then and I'd we'll like you to do a, a, a timed writing for half an hour. Yeah. But Ben's actually lucky because he's in, a, in the room that he's speaking in tomorrow. Yes, it's very big. There's about space for 500 600 people but there's also a piano at the front there's a piano this could this could be my get up if if, if i die on the stage i might go and um i don't play the piano but i can play like this rubbish tune called chopsticks Chopsticks, you're gonna have plenty of time to learn the piano it sounds like if you if if your if your presentation finishes too too early it's like well i'll just learn the piano (laughs) (laughs) i've got plenty of time um and now 30 minutes of of me playing chopsticks and now rachmaninoff's uh third concerto um how are you guys doing for beer uh, well, empty because uh, they're very small. Empty, but as well. I'm not sure I can afford another one. Really? Okay. What are we going to do about that? I think we need to do something. We need action. I think we should get one. Yeah. Shall, I, shall I pause the podcast? Yeah. I I'm think gonna, you should. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm pausing the podcast. Pause for beer. Okay. Beer. Beer. Pause. Here we go. Okay. So I'm deciding to to pause the podcast at this point because I think this is a natural place for me to divide the conversation into two. So that is the end of part one. Um, And part two should be available very soon for your listening enjoyment. But that pretty much wraps up part one of this episode. As ever, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your messages. Um, And I'm glad to hear from random people from all around the world who get in touch with me every day. Sorry if I don't get a chance to get back to all of you. Um, in terms of messages, I'm quite curious to know if any of my former students from the London School of English are listening to this episode. And if you are, then do get in touch. I'd like to hear from you. Um, it's been over 10 years since I started working there, and I met loads of different students from around the world. So many interesting people from different backgrounds. So if that is you, then get in touch. I'd just like to hear from you. I'd, I'd love to know what you're doing with yourselves these days. Um Okay, now um, let me just remind you again that Andy is offering all of my listeners, that's you, a 10% discount on all the English courses at London School Online. And there are courses on general English, so that's like all the grammar, vocabulary and practical skills that will help you to deal with a range of situations in English. So there's, there's general English, um, they have a business English online course which focuses on the the core skills for being effective in a professional context in English, and also English for more specific purposes like English for lawyers, for example. Um, If you or someone you know is interested in an online course, if you're looking for an online course, consider 
London School Online and make the most of that discount that you get for being a Lepster. Um, and uh, you can find all the details at londonschoolonline.com and just use the offer code LUKE10 uh, at checkout. So L-U-K-E-1-0, LUKE10, uh, and you'll get your 10% discount on on all the courses. Okay, um, lots of people apparently um, enjoyed listening to Korean Billy in the last episode. I uh, got some nice responses to that, so nice one. Um, you may have noticed too that episodes of this podcast are getting a bit longer again. Um, and um, judging by comments on the website and emails that I receive, people are fine with that. Um, and to be honest with you, most of the time, it's people who haven't listened to the podcast who tell me that the episodes are a bit long. It's not really my listeners who say that. It's normally when I tell other people about the podcast or when people sort of check out the podcast for the first time and they they haven't really listened to episodes that much. They go, oh, your episodes are quite long. And they seem to be quite surprised by that because, you know, I guess the common wisdom is that these episodes for learners of English should be a bit shorter. It seems people expect podcasts for learning English to be short as if learners of English have got no attention span. Now, I know that if you're learning another language, it can be harder to keep focused for a longer period of time. But um, it's certainly not impossible. Um, Anyway, most people who actually listen say that they like the longer episodes. But maybe that's because they actually listen. Um, You know, those people who stop listening because episodes are a bit long for them probably wouldn't write a comment. Anyway... I, you know, in in to sort of, let's say, justify or defend longer episodes, I go back to my original position on this whole thing, which is that I feel longer episodes are completely normal in other podcasts. Like, for example, many of my favourite podcasts have episodes of two hours or more. Um, radio shows are usually about an hour long or more. Uh, many listeners tell me that they like longer episodes. I get comments all the time and emails and messages and stuff from people saying that they like the longer episodes. I think it's better for your English to listen for longer. Uh, And you can use the pause button if you want. Uh, Most podcasting apps will save your position in an episode so that you can stop listening and then continue later from the same point. Uh, The most popular episodes of last year were all more than 75 minutes long And in any case, why would you want less of this? Why would you want less of Luke's English podcast? Now, maybe that sounds a little bit self-important or something. But anyway, if you like it, you like it. And that's it, isn't it, basically? Okay, right. So enough rambling. This is the end of part one. And this will all continue in part two, which you should uh, look forward to. Because there are some good moments in part two, particularly a couple of stories from Andy, which I always enjoy hearing. And you'll get uh, information about Andy's presentation at the conference, which was all about the subject of millennials, which is a, a fascinating subject and a kind of very sort of important subject at the moment. Millennials. Do you know what? Do you know what millennials are? Uh, millennials are basically people who were born um, probably between about 1980 and and the year 2000. So it's it's basically a generation of people, the millennials, people born. Um, in the 80s and 90s, probably, and who became adults uh, in the 21st century. And um, a lot has been and is being said about millennials, this generation that is sort of in the workplace now, the kind of younger generation of people who are uh, professionals these days. And a lot of things are being said about uh, millennials, you know, and not all of it is positive. And I wonder what you think about the subject. So, Um, It seems that what people sometimes say about millennials is that uh, they are sort of self-centred, that they are um, hard to manage, that they are difficult to teach, that they're distracted by technology, that they have like unrealistic expectations from from things like uh, their jobs and from life in general. Um, Now, these are all critical things. Um, what do you think? 
Now, to get more information about this, um, just listen to part two, because Andy talked all about the subject of millennials in his talk. So we'll go into some detail about that. So I think it's a really interesting subject and a quite an important subject these days. And I imagine that many of you listening to this podcast are millennials. You're probably from that generation. In fact, if you look at the podcast statistics that I talked about in a recent episode, we can see that the majority of my audience fit into that category of uh, you know the millennial generation. So, what do you think? Do you think that you are? Um, do you think that you behave uh, differently to like previous generations? Do you feel like, uh, for example, your expectations from life or from work are different to previous generations? Do you think that you're difficult to manage or difficult to teach, and why? Uh, or are you pretty much the same as any other generation when they were young? Um, it's an interesting subject and we'll cover it in more detail in part two of this podcast. Okay, so part two should be available very soon. Um, You should join the mailing list on the website to get an email in your inbox whenever I publish a new episode. That's a good way to stay up to date with the podcast so that you know when new episodes have arrived. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes or any other podcasting app. Although, If you're in the mailing list, then you'll get instant access in your inbox to the website page for the episode where you will find notes, transcriptions, links, videos, the comment section and other extra details. Okay, so basically join the mailing list. It's the best way to keep up with the podcast. All right, then that's the end of part one. And I'll speak to you again uh, in part two very soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.